Blog Talk Radio. It's 3 p.m. on October 22nd, and you are listening to Everyday Folks Radio and my show, Journey into Passion, with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Radio. My thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of actor, author, and community leader, husband, and father, Tommy Ford. May you find strength and comfort during this difficult time. For anyone listening for the first time, my name is Anika S. Madison. And in addition to being a blog talk radio show host, I am a blogger, freelance writer, upcoming author, and playwright. The idea for this show is the same idea that I have for my blog. I'm bringing you along on my journey as I pursue various passions. While I'm doing this, I always hope that you find something that inspires and encourages you as you go on your own journeys, and I hope that you share your journeys on this show and my blog at AnikeMadison.com. That is A-N-I-K-A Madison.com. Consider this show to be your weekly encouragement and inspiration. And don't forget, visit my blog at AnikeMadison.com for more information on my work, see posts that I hope will inspire and encourage you, get information on upcoming shows under the About Me category, and find out where I am on my journey. I also have a new Facebook page for this show. I created it last week, and it is www.facebook.com slash journey into passion with an EKS. When you visit this page, leave me a comment and let me know what, what kinds of things you would like to see and what you think about it so far. Now, be, be nice because I just created this, so I'm, just, I'm still new at it. I look forward to reading your comments. Tomorrow on BJ Speaks, Billy Jones will talk scary encounters with Jay Soul and other guests from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Everyday Folks Radio Network. Shout out to the members of the South Florida Writers Association. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope that you enjoy the show. If you're a writer and live in the South Florida area, you can join us on the first Saturday of the month at Pinecrest Library. For more information, please go to www.southfloridawritersassn.org. Early voting starts next week, and you can go to usa.gov to check out if you see if you're registered, locate the polls in your area, and learn more about the candidates in your area. Now, I know many of you will vote out of anger and frustration this year, and, and, and I get that, but I hope that you vote for the candidate that is ready to do the job and will support the things that are important to you. On USA.gov, please click on Voting and Elections for more information, and make sure you get out there and vote. And now for my grateful moment. I am really happy to have published author Beverly Malassi Haig with me today. I first met her when she was a speaker at one of the South Florida Writers Association meetings, and I was excited when she wanted to come on the show. Beverly is a published author who writes children's mystery books and also has a book that explains how to create great characters. In addition to being a great author, Beverly has been a creative writer instructor for over 20 years. You can find her book on her site, kidsmysterybooks.com, and on Amazon. She's written Bring Your Characters to Life, Your Blueprint to Developing Successful Writing Techniques, The Mystery of a Square Well, the, 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 Ham, the Hammocks Path Series Book 1, and Fort Camaraderie, The Secret Fort. If you'd like to speak to Beverly or myself during the live broadcast, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to Journey at gmail.com. Beverly, welcome to the show. Hi, Anika. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. I, I appreciate you taking time out to be on the show today. And I'm just going to jump right in, okay? So first, tell us, a little about, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your educational background? Um, I grew up in Michigan, 
and moved to Florida in the mid-90s, uh, first to Tampa, and now we live in Miami. Uh, I have a BA in English and writing. And the interesting thing about my degree was that I went to a college where I was able to design my degree around already being a writer. I studied women's lit and British lit and American lit and lit to death and children's lit, so I was literally drowning in literature. And I also studied creative writing. Awesome, awesome. Now, I love yeah. being a creative writer, but I also enjoy writing articles. And I hope to, in, I hope to inspire others, um, like the, the ones that I write for the uh, Miami-based Gospel Truth magazine. Now, I read that you started writing uh, feature articles for your local newspaper. So what kind of articles did you write? In the beginning, I came up with the idea of writing about things to do for free in my city. So I called the managing editor of our community newspaper and pitched him the idea. I remember that my voice shook the first time I spoke with him, but he liked my idea, so away I went. I found places like a chip factory, and then I found a historical museum. I didn't even know we had a museum. And the curator there turned out to be the very first mayor of our city. And from that one contact, I became a historic commissioner and later the president of a friend's organization that worked to preserve an old Henry Ford grist mill. I also worked, wrote about local businesses like the mom and pop butcher shop that had been in our community for over 50 years. And I wrote about people whose sideline businesses surprised me, like a man I interviewed who worked in a jewelry store at the mall, but who had, been, had invented the stovetop pizza pan. How amazing is that? <laughs> that um, is amazing. But I think, yeah. But I think the best story I ever wrote was about rescuing Jane Doe Kitty from the jaws of death, a dog, and how writing about her helped me save her. Talk about the power of the press. <laughs> wow, that's a great start to writing. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> now, it is. You, now, what, what inspires you to become a creative writer? Um, I think my creative writing came through my mom. She used to tell us stories when we were little, and I remember her telling us a special story called Sharon and the Magic Ring. It was about fibbing. When you're little, it's called fibbing. When you're older, it's called lying. Um, and so as an adult, I, as when, I, when I became an adult, I asked her to tell me the story again, and I wrote it down to tell to my children. Oh, okay, cool. Now, when I was a kid, I, I, used to, I used to create stories all the time. And I think the, the first stories that I really remember creating were from uh, music. Um, I used to write music videos in my head. Unfortunately, I never wrote any of them down, but I, that's, the, that's the earliest creative work that I remember. And so you, you talk about that book, but what about your own creative work? Do you remember the first thing you did? Um, not so much as a child. I'm sure I wrote essays in school and everything, but nothing comes to mind that was like, oh, my God, look when I started writing. Um, but I wrote some, many stories during my time with the newspaper, and I wrote even more in my creative writing classes in college. So I think that um, all through my life I was sort of gearing up to become a writer. I was one already but just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. Now, you wrote an educational program that included a workbook called Writing for Publication. Now, do you use that when you teach your creative writing classes? Yes. Um, after I graduated from college, I decided to teach Writing for Publication. So I wrote a proposal to a university, and to my amazement, they said yes. I, w I was so surprised at that. So, and after that, I taught it in schools um, throughout the, the county. Uh, I would haul handouts to my classes and pass them out. And after a few years of hauling all that paper around all the time, I thought, I should just write a book. And so I did. Awesome. Awesome. Now, speaking of books, I, I am enjoying, currently enjoying your book, Bring Your Characters to Life, Your Blueprint to Developing Successful Writing Techniques. I like how you, you take the characters from the other book, The Mystery of the, of the Square Well, and introduce them, and the, and the characters themselves actually introduce themselves and act as co-writers in your book. I, I, I just love that concept. And I, I think it really helps 
the actual point of the book. Was that your intent? Yes. Um, because Bring Your Characters to Life was written as a companion to the mystery of the square well, I brought my characters to life to show the reader how I did it. And since the book was targeted mainly towards children, I wanted to make it move, uh, to make it more visual um, than just reading the words. They could actually get to meet my characters and spend some time with them outside of the book. And I thought that would help make it more interesting to them. Yeah, I really like that idea. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Journey into Passion with me and NKS on Everyday Folks Radio. Today, I'm talking to published author and creative writing instructor, Beverly Malassi Hay. If you would like to speak to Beverly or myself during today's show, please call 347-539-5372, or you can send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, going back to the book, at first glance, writers may think it's, it's a book for children because you have the characters on the front. But, of course, when you read the comments, the content itself, you soon realize that if you're a writer, this book can actually be helpful to all writers. So um, when, you, when you first you were talking about you wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that children could read it, but I think, that it, I think it can be for all writers as well, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, if you're a new writer out there, um, I'd recommend reading Bring Your Characters to Life from Cover to Cover. Um, not only is it a very easy read, but it contains um, key scenes and quotes from the characters themselves right out of the mystery of the square well. I think that's really an asset that you can pick up a book and learn how I did it and learn what you need to know. Um, I think it's much more fun to learn when you have a visual tool that not only teaches you the mechanics of writing, but provides you with a deep understanding of how to flesh out your characters. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you write that characterization is actually the most important element of a good story. So why do you feel that way? I think characterization um, is the most important element of a good story because even if you have a, a really good plot and engaging setting and vivid prose and really fast action, if your characters don't come alive and capture the interest of the reader, your story will be always known as like mediocre instead of memorable. As a writer, your goal is to create characters that the reader wants to spend time with, to root for and gasp at and pity and care about. In other words, you need to create real people. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a email, and this is coming mm-hmm. from Joanne from Tampa, and she asks, what suggestions can you give to someone who enjoys writing but isn't very imaginative when it comes to developing a storyline? <laughs> Joanna, you can go on the Internet and get inspired really quick. If you're interested in something <laughs> that, uh, that interests you, and you start looking up things about that, I think that you can more quickly um, sit down and write a plot from it. You can use several ideas from different areas uh, on different websites, and then you can come up with a compelling idea that even you would want to read about. Right, right. All right, now, Alex from Miami asked, is there a particular genre of storytelling you haven't explored but would like to? Well... Not too much. The paranormal for this, uh, the uh, mystery of the square well scared me to death. And I, when I was writing it, I was like, why did I pick the paranormal? I can't even believe that I would go after something as scary as that for me. I am like the Bambi type movie person. And I, so I would say studying the paranormal and scary things like that is something that I, I haven't gone into horror yet. Um, because mm. Stephen King even scares me, so I think that's the only <laughs> genre that I have <laughs> that I haven't um, uh, dabbled in for children yet. Oh, okay, all right. So you you prefer just writing children's mystery novels? You you don't want to expand <laughs> beyond that? You you want to stick into that area? For now, I think that um, 
that I enjoy the children's mystery books. Um, uh, adult, I, I could probably do the other ones as well. I'm not partial to anything. If I really saw something and I thought, wow, I could really write a story. But, and I do a lot of times when I see movies. I, probably, I can switch back and forth between genres uh, quite easily, I'm sure. Right, right. Now, if you had to give some do's and don'ts when creating a character, what would they be? What, what kind of what kind of actual? Let's start with the don'ts. Like, what should you not do when creating a character? I think you should not um, make your character. I mean, you can take traits of a character. I it depends on the context of what you're doing with your characters, but I wouldn't choose anyone that I personally know you can do traits but not to give them the same name I also think that uh, you should make your character I mean your bad guy can be a bad guy but they have to have a couple of decent traits about them they maybe they became bad because of something else Um, I think you should create compelling characters that your reader will remember for a long time and a lot of times people like to write series, and those characters most of all and most importantly need to be uh, someone that your your readers are going to say, oh, I can't wait till this book comes out. So that would be a do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that reading is magic. What do you mean by that? You know, Anika, I, I truly believe that, that reading is magic. Reading books. Um, opens your world to amazing adventures that you could only otherwise dream of. Um, reading books can teach you to fly and take you into outer space and whisk you away into the land of dinosaurs. Um, they can teach you about history of where we came from and where we're going and can even change your life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I have another email from Yolanda in Homestead, Florida, and she writes, what are some of the common challenges you see people struggle with when it comes to creative writing? I think it can be as easy sometimes as the subject you pick. I think mm-hmm. with creative writing, uh, it needs to be something that you're going to want to spend time with because you, with creative writing especially, you, I mean, you can do nonfiction and fiction creative writing. I've done both. Uh, for fiction, you need to do research. And I think that uh, that's where a lot of people stop. And I think that it's something that if you get something that interests you enough to write about it, that you'll be able to Mm -hmm. move forward with it. That goes for fiction and nonfiction. Right, right. All right. I want to uh, remind everybody, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Journey into Passion with Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Today, I am talking to published author and creative writing instructor, Beverly Malassi Hay. If you would like to speak to Beverly or myself during today's show, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, writing can be a tough career choice. In the promo of the show, I pose this question. What does having the right mindset have to do with being a great writer? What do you think? I think having the, the right mindset has everything to do with being a great writer or anything that we do in life. When I start a new book, I get really excited and I hear the voice inside my head say, I can do this. And you have mm-hmm. to keep that mindset to carry you through the good times and the bad times to the end of the project. Um, Like creating characters out of thin air and watching them come to life is a way cool thing. But in reality, it does take a lot of time and energy to write a book. And sometimes my brain is very tired by the time I go to sleep, just like anyone would be um, when they go to work. Some days it can be hard to write, like if I'm stuck on something in the story or if the dialogue isn't flowing smoothly. But when I'm on a deadline, there's no such thing as I don't feel like working today. So an editor is waiting for my book so she can do her job making editing notes and marking up my manuscript with changes and getting the book to publication on time. But if the mindset from the beginning to end is 
um, for me is writing an action-packed mystery book for kids that, that kids are going to love. So if I can keep that mindset throughout and keep saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think that's what you need to have is a positive mindset. Absolutely. Now, earlier we were talking about um, the, the things that we have done in life, and, and you and I kind of had something in, 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 um, in similar that um, we're just at that point where we just, you know, we just, we just go for it, and it's either going to not work out or it's just going to work out. And so I know some people listening when they think about that, they they may think about okay, you know, I I know I need to take this leap, but this is this is terrifying. And so you you yourself have taken some 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 nice leaps in your life. And so, <laughs> do you do you talk yourself through it, or how do you how do you go for it? You know, there's many things that that I do, but looking back, I I think that everything I've done has stemmed from my willingness to act when I had an inspired idea. You, can't, you, you have to be brave when you're going to explore so many things. Um, like, you know, I started out by writing for my local newspaper and wrote books for my children. And, um, but one of the most important things I did was joining my local writers association I mean, I, back in Michigan, I attended several writers' conferences, and I joined the Detroit Women Writing Association. But here in Miami, I joined the South Florida Writers Association. And through their alliance, I found, you got it, and I found the support base that I needed because even though we try, we can't do everything ourselves. And it has meant a great deal to me to get to meet you and the others. Um, and we all came together for a purpose, and I truly believe that. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a wonderful organization. I, I was I was floored when I went in and just the warmth and the the willingness to help and the information that they're willing to share. It's an incredible, incredible organization. I'm I'm truly, truly oh. glad that I, I, I joined. I mean I'm really, really glad. And so and I'm, it's yeah. just important to be around like minded people, isn't it? Yes, and I'm so grateful. And for all those who are listening today, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I did a presentation at the uh, South Regional Library uh, last weekend, and they 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 showed up and came and and to support me. And I am so grateful. I was so blown away by that. That it's an amazing thing. So, and for all of you of you people listening out there, if you can join a writer's organization or if there's one, look it up, find out where your nearest one is and, and take a look. And by all means, join the South Florida uh, Writers Association. They are amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm in the process of writing my first ebook, And um, as, you, as you can realize, the first one is, is challenging, right? And so what are the things that you feel every writer should know when they're writing their first electronic book? Okay, everybody get your pens out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. For an ebook, the most important pages of your book are the first three. Um, your title page, because your title is the hook for readers and will determine if they pick up your book or pass it by because on Amazon there are millions of books out there that you're competing with all of a sudden ebooks have become the latest thing so number one is your title page number two is your call to action page this is something that will have your website address on it this drives readers to your website for maybe a free white paper or a special report that you can can give them but more importantly, when they, when they do so, you can follow up with them and offer more information. That becomes your, part of your email list. So that's the second thing. Your third thing is your table of contents. The majority of readers, like in a how-to book especially, um, will start here pursuing your contents list to see how enticing your chapters are and the meaning of how enticing your information is. So that's very important. So that's the first three things. Then the next thing is 
to put a lot of links in your ebook. And you can even add a podcast about you and a description of your book so people get to see, meet you live in your ebook. Is that cool or what? That is really cool. I like that. So you need to. Wow. Uh, I know that that is the, the latest thing that has come out, and I think that is something that I never even dreamed of. And now you can meet the author and hear all about what they want to say. And you can do it in the beginning of your book, or you can do it with every single chapter in your book. Um, so you've got to make sure you nail these three things down. And then if you're going to publish your own ebook, which I did and um, because I wanted to learn, I'm, I'm one of these people that want to learn everything. I want to do it myself. So um, you read the material on how to publish an ebook. Your book needs to be set up a certain way for it to be published the correct way on Kindle. And you can go on kdp.com. And there's a full set of instructions to help you. And when you're ready to publish, you follow the publishing instructions on Kindle or CreateSpace because that's how you get your hard copy book. When you, but when you need help, ask for it. Both, uh, both the Kindle and the CreateSpace have people on staff to help you. And I believe CreateSpace has it 24-7. Um, and in the end, you can always pay someone to help you publish it. And I'm going to give you someone... Um, my publisher is doing this now with ebooks, and you can skip all the steps and give it to him, and he'll take care of it for you. His name is Richard Selby, S E L B Y, and his number, he's in New York, his number is 585 738 0581. I'll give it to you again it's 585 738 0581. And his email address is rselby, S-E-L-B-Y-1, at rochester, R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R dot R-R dot com. All right. And that's the number one? That's R Shelby, the number one or O-N-E? Number one. Number one, okay. Yes. At, at rochester.rr.com. Correct. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much for that information. You're very welcome. All right. And as always, my listeners know that the information that you receive on the show, um, I always make sure that I have it on my blog at nikmadison.com, and I will also have it on my new Facebook page as well. So don't worry. If you, haven't got, if you weren't able to get it, I will have it for you. All right. Now, when um, when you think about um, important things that children children's books should have, what are the different things? Like I know there's you know like bright pictures and things like that, but what 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 are some of the things? If if you're talking to a future children's book writer, what things should they just make sure that you have in your book? I think one of the important things is to find a subject that would interest the child. It might, it might interest you, but it may not interest them. Go out there and see what's out there right now. Um, go, I, I like to visit the bookstores and go online and see um, what the kids are interested in. Um, you can also um, do a career day at their schools and find out firsthand what they like. You know, what do you read? What do you like? What do you do? What do you watch on TV? Um, and some things to put in the book, uh, I have at the end of my book a glossary in the back of the book um, where kids can look up some of the words that I use in my book because you want to challenge them, but you don't want to go quite, you know, too far where they don't understand it at all. And then I have a back of the book club in my book where they can, I ask them questions about the story so they can go back and take a look at the story. So things that would interest them. Um, I also think that in children's books, you have to have early action or you'll lose them. Ah, shorter chapters. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And write shorter chapters. I know in, in adult books, we can write chapters that go on, you know, because we're adults. But for, for children, to get them to read those chapters, um, short chapters, uh, 500 words to 1,000, no more even less than a thousand, maybe 
make your goal 600 words to stop on every chapter. That gives you a lot more chapters as well. You can write a 20 book, uh, a 20 chapter book because your chapters are only maybe one and a half to two pages long and that holds their interest a little bit longer. Um, And try not to make your plots extremely complicated because you're dealing with children here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's let's talk a little personal. What is the best advice you have ever received? (laughs) Finish the damn book. (laughs) I know that sounds... (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but... um, (laughs) I took forever writing Fort Camaraderie, and I, w- I went to a book signing of a friend of mine, and she said, she asked me, she said, did you finish writing that book? And I said, no, I haven't finished it yet, yada, yada. And she, when she handed me her book that she signed for me, I opened it, and she wrote, finish the damn book. And that's what she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's go to the other side. What's the worst? <laughs> advice you ever received? The worst advice I ever received was someone who said, you don't need to be a writer. Mm. Doesn't that blow wow. you away? Someone actually said yeah. that to me. Yeah. Did they say it, did they say it because of the, the money? Or why, did, why would they say that? I think people think that when you're trying to be a writer, and, and a lot of us try it full-time um I, I've always, you know, it's like don't don't quit your day job kind of thing. But yeah. I think that a lot of people don't understand the need to write. When you're a writer, I think, I think writers are compelled to write. And I would be Absolutely. a writer even if I never published anything. I would still write. Right. I would want to write. I would yeah. see things going on outside, and I'd think I want to write about them. But somebody said, you don't need to be a writer. You can go do something else. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I understand that completely. When you're a writer, and you're, you know, you're, you're basically, a lot of times you're just creating all day. And, um, yeah. you know, sometimes it wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning and I, and I got to write it down right then and there. So, you know, when you're a writer, <laughs> that's for sure. That's right. And that's a good point that, you know, when you are writing, um, You'll come up with ideas in the middle of the night, in the shower, when you're driving your car, because those are times that you can be thinking. And I keep a notebook. Of course, in the car I don't, but I have my my phone can automatically uh, – it records when I talk into it. So I can do that too, and then I can expound on it later. Awesome. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Journey into Passion with Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Today I am talking to published author and creative writing instructor, Beverly Malassi Haig. If you would like to speak to Beverly or myself during today's show, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to Journey at gmail.com. Now, I thought I had a caller, but I think they disconnected. So if you can hear me, caller, please call back in because we would definitely like to hear from you. All right, and I'm going to check do an email check. All right, just make sure I don't want to miss anybody. Each show I like to offer information that helps my listeners as they go on their journeys towards their passion. What is your definition of passion? My definition of passion is anything that I'm really excited about, um, and I have great passion for writing and reading. Um, you can hear it in my voice whenever I speak at seminars or teach a class, and I'm passionate about anyone I'm able to help to follow their dreams in reading and writing because I do both. And I think that that's really important to have a passion um, because that's what drives us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I think we got the caller back, so let's see who we got here. Hello, caller. You are on Journey into Passion with the UKS and Beverly. Do you have a question or a comment? Yes, this is Pam from Fenton, and I'm interested in genealogy. Hi, Pam. (laughs) Hi. And where do I start? Beginning? In in genealogy? genealogy? Yes, our Ah. family history. Well, in genealogy, I guess you would begin at the beginning. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beverly's actually a children's uh, author, a children's mystery uh, author, and she's a creative writer. Um, did you have any questions about creative writing? Um, how to well, take I get her some point. of your yeah? How to take some of your family stories and put them to life? Ah, okay. Ah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Do you have any pirates in there? That would make a great story. Um, <laughs> um, yes, if you have a if you have a character in your family that um, you know, especially you can write memoirs. Um, if you wanted to write nonfiction, you could write memoirs with uh, characters out of your family, and if you have their permission, you can write, you know, write from the start and go through with it. Um, you can make a great fiction book out of a character in your family as well. You just have to be careful, you know, not to do anything that would humiliate a family member. But other than that, I'd go for it. Thank you. Welcome. Awesome. Do you have any other questions for us? No? Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You have a great day. All right. Well, that was cool. I know, right? I think that genealogy is really an important step in people's lives as well, and I think that when you find someone something very interesting, it can um, motivate you to write a book about it. Absolutely, absolutely. I like your answer. That was that was cool. All right. <laughs> now, considering where you are today, if you could talk to your 21 year old self about your future, what kind of advice would you give her? <laughs> um, I would tell her to. Invest your money and mm-hmm. do it well. And then I would probably talk about it and write about it, and I would write a book about it. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the kids. Well, it's because I don't think that uh, a lot of people back back when I was growing up got the opportunity to invest their money the way that there's so many things to do it now. But I would write a book about it because that's how I am when I start learning about something. Then I get all excited and want somebody else to learn about it as well. But I think that uh, had we known what we know today, back when I was growing up as a young woman, I would have invested wisely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, talk you to still me. can, yeah, but. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, right, uh-huh. right. Now, of course, you know this, this, this show is about uh, journeys. And I talk about my own journey on my blog and, and occasionally on the show. And so as far as, and of course, it's all about the passionate, going towards your passion. So looking back on your own journey that you have taken since the, the, the beginning of your journey as a writer, what are the steps that you have taken so far that have brought you closest to the success that you enjoy today? I think um Again, that there's many things that come across your path, path, and I think that you have to look at everything as an opportunity. And mm-hmm. I've missed several opportunities, and you go later, you go, oh, I missed that one. And, but I still think that the biggest successes that I've had stem from my willingness to act when I had an inspired idea. Or if someone crossed my path that said something to me that I thought, oh, my gosh, or you meet someone. So, you know, I started out writing small for the local newspapers, and and later I was a managing editor of newspapers in Tampa, and I had, uh, I wrote um, two different columns, one on movies, and um, I wrote one about businesses called Dollars and Cents. So I kept writing no matter what. I think that that's part of it. But joining the writers' conference organizations, and then I went to college to hone my skills as well. But people don't necessarily need to do that. Um, I wanted to specifically study English and writing, and I was able to do that. But I also wrote a, I started writing educational programs to teach writing, and I also became a certified cable TV producer and director. I don't know if that's still available. That's something you may want to look at um, for your listeners as well. Is at the time, <clears throat> excuse me, cable was offering class free classes 
um, to teach people to write television shows so that they, you know, could fill all their channels. They have at the time, they have a lot more now, but they may still do these things. So um, I learned to write and produce TV shows and the network assigned me a camera crew and, you know, away we went, of course we would. And um, I, but I wrote the shooting script in a library with the book on my lap, a how-to book on my lap on how to write shooting scripts. And, and we did it. And so I think that that's, that's what it is, the idea of what's that, the little engine that could that I think I can, I think I can, and someone to, to motivate you and stay in your corner with you and say, you know what, and that's my dad. My dad, yeah. you know, my, both my parents, my mother passed away about seven years ago now, but their inspiration to let us be the best we could be and the fact that my dad, even today when I spoke to him and I was, getting nervous about being on the radio, and he's always, you can do this, and, you know, encouraging me. And I think when you have encouragement, that that encourages you to be the best that you can be. Oh, I absolutely agree. I I am so grateful for my parents and, and good friends that encourage me. It's, it makes all the difference, especially when you're on a, when you're on a tough journey. It's, it makes all the difference in the world, so I, I couldn't agree more. And so you mentioned about opportunities because that's something else that I like to talk about on the show. And I remember um, the day that I was at the South Florida Writers Meeting and I kicked myself. I said, oh, I didn't say this. And at the end of the meeting, I stood up and I said, Steve, hi, Steve, if you're listening, Dr. Steve, um, he's going to be on my show. And from that one, one statement, I ended up having you wanting to be on the show and a couple of other people. And so I, I just like when you mention opportunities because you never know. You know, every, every day, every, every situation could be an opportunity. So I like how you said that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes regret the missed ones, but you know what? Maybe it wasn't the time for them. So everybody That's out there true. listening, look at all opportunities because you never know where your journey is going to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also talked about motivators. And I know that um, a lot of times motivators can be um, having to feed your families or or your jobs or just life in in general. But Mm -hmm. um, some of the motivators, because there's, of course, we're we're creative. And and sometimes when you're a creative person, but you have to earn a living, it's hard to stay motivated because you've got Mm – all these other things that you've got to do for your job, and sometimes you come home, you're exhausted, and, and you just you can't write anything, you can't think. And so um, what kind of things do you think that could be good motive, that you can um, motivate yourself if you're, if you're a full-time career person, but you're also a creative person? Well, I think that um, because I, I, I do work as well, um, I schedule my time to write. I think that's really important when you're having to work because otherwise you'll sit there and go, oh, God, I have to write and, and I have to do this and I have to do that. If, if you make a list and schedule your time of that hour that you're going to write, either get up first thing in the morning or stay up one hour later at night. I do a lot of writing into the night. Um, and then I'm sorry the next morning, but that's the time that I'm, and I'm very creative first thing in the morning. Yeah, I know it's, um, it's amazing, but I run things past my sister. And when I was writing my other book, I'd call my sister and I'd say, do you think this character would say that? So I think that having both making a list, doing things and having your support people that understand that what you're doing is important to you and not to say, you know, Come to bed, you're, you know, you're keeping the whole family away, but, you know, and, but you need to take that time for yourself as a writer, and I think that that's how I would do it, is, um, is scheduling the time for yourself. Make it part absolutely. of your work day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we talked about your, the journey that you've been on, but what does your journey look like going forward from, here, from, go, from today? What does your journey look like going forward? You'll be exhausted when I finish. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm currently working on my plans for 2017, and um, I, I, I truly want to get kids excited about reading books again. Um, they're not reading. Um, it may be apps that I end up having to do. We'll see. I'm researching that now. But I want to write quality mystery books that will intrigue and inspire them enough to want to read them. Um, I have a lot of problems with kids not wanting to read, period. And I want to offer more people an opportunity to follow their dreams of becoming a writer. I want to get more speaking engagements and teach more classes and seminars. Here's where I'm going to tire you out and write more how to (laughs) books about writing for publication. Because I think that the more I'm out there and the more people get to know who I am and what I'm about, that I think that it will help to get my message across stronger and um, lead to other opportunities for me that will open the doors for more. Now, as an, as an author, do you think that um, speaking engagements are, are important, uh, an important part of um, being an author today? Yes. I think that getting to know someone personally, that's why when you do your ebook, um, to put that in there where you can do the podcast so that people get to know you. Um, you get familiar with people. And, and email is a lot of the big deal that's going on today as well. But people who you can do, when I say public speaking, you can do that on the Internet because you can develop uh, PowerPoint presentations that last an hour and get on there and meet people. And then when they see your email coming that you're having a class, they'd say, ooh, I want to take that. You know, And so you become a household word to people and people will know who you are and they trust you. Yes, yes. Now, I remember when you came to speak, you had, uh, of course, you had your books with you and you had, and you had your information. So, so talk to me about the things that you should definitely have with you when you're, when you're speaking. <laughs> um, I like to use visual. Um, that's why I did it with a presentation. I think I could stand up there and talk and people would go, yeah, yeah. But I actually, they met my characters. I showed them the characters yeah. in my book. I wrote presentation I never shoot from the hip I I can wing it some of the time but when you have things that you want to say and you don't write them down for me at least um, I won't remember them and there was important key issues I don't sometimes use all of them but I'm ready for them because I never want to end up speechless while I'm giving a presentation Um, and, and I think being well prepared makes you less nervous but I like giving yes. presentations because it takes the focus off of me and puts it mm-hmm. onto with where, the board where I'm presenting. So they get a visual, and right. then they can hear me talking, and they can ask me questions. Yeah, I, I, did, I did like that. I like that you had to, the characters there. And, um, yeah, that, that made it – I like the way you did it. That, that made a natural and difference. I have pictures of, and I have pictures of me – and I'm very, mo- I have much motion going with my hands and everything, so people could tell that I was yes. <laughs> telling a story on it. And um, so I'm very animated when I speak about what I'm passionate about. So I think that when you bring passion to it as well and not just stand there and give a presentation, I, I, it's getting over the nervousness, and that's why I do the presentation on the wall. Absolutely. Now you have um, your, your uh, website, Kids Mystery Books books.com and yes. um, on there it talks they have information about yourself and you have uh, you have your blog and um, and you can also go to this website to um, purchase purchase your books and yes. you have all kinds of archive information it's, this is just a it's a really interesting site so um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about um, is uh, let's see Oh, on, under your about, you have, no matter what happens in life, I know I can pick up a pen and I can fly. I love that. Thank <laughs> I love you. That. Talk, talk to me <laughs> about that, that statement. Well, I, I think wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, and, it, you know, you can lose your job, you can lose your house, you can lose your car, you can lose things in life. 
but they never can take away the fact that I'm a writer. Does that make sense? They can't. Nobody Absolutely. can take that from you. And when nobody yeah. can take that from you, you're still somebody. You can be yeah. having the worst rut that you can be in, and that's why I know I can pick up my pen and I can fly. I love that. I love that. Thank you. And so you have something on here. It's called um, "What What's Your Story? Writing a Memoir about a, chi- about a Childhood Remembering. And so is this something that you want you want um, children to kind of to write about, or is it something that you have for your courses? Or? Yes, actually, uh, this is a funny story. I um, offered it to the library, and the, the head librarian said, well, I think we should open this to children from 8 to 800. And I said, teach children and adults in the same room. Hmm, there's a good one. And we actually did it at the um, South Regional, uh, Miami-Dade South Regional Library. And it was wonderful. The kids inspired the adults. And the adults wow. had so much fun because you're reaching back. I had them write a childhood remembrance. And even children have a childhood remembrance. So the kids were awesome. And I'm going to, I'm writing a book now for that because I intend to teach that outright. I think that our family histories and things that make us who we are today are so very important. And the fact that we can write a memoir about it, and a memoir is not a biography because a lot of people think it is. A memoir is just a, a section of something that happened to you that made you who you are today or that upset you so bad that you still remember it or a birthday party that you'll never forget. It's, some, it's a scene out of your life. It's not the whole life. Um, but it is a scene where, and I think that everybody has it. And so I think writing these type of things can be very cleansing to people who need to, to be cleansed of it and also inspiring for children because they're seeing their parents sit down right next to them writing a childhood remembrance as well. Is that cool or what? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. And also you have on your website, you have an area for questions. And so people can, can people pose questions to you on your site? Yes. Please do. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So if you have questions for Beverly after the show, on kidsmystery.books.com. You can ask her, her questions there. And, of course, if you didn't get a chance to ask questions during the broadcast, um, you know you can always um, post questions on my blog at nikkeymadison.com or you can send me an email to nikkeypassionjourney at gmail.com. So, Beverly, we are down to the last seven minutes of the show, if you can believe it or not. <laughs> wow, and so it went point, fast. Yeah, yeah, it really did. So at this point, I'd like to offer you a few moments to give us some final thoughts. Oh, thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So first I'd like to say that I I want to go on to become the nation's number one reading and writing advocate. Um, Where millions of people, including children, have heard me speak and in doing so, have gotten motivated to read and write books of their own. I think it's really important for people to do something that they're absolutely passionate about. If you're not passionate about reading books, maybe you'd be passionate about writing books. Uh, Maybe you live in an area where you know that children need books. There's organizations out there that will give you books for free. There's so much out there, and that I hope people will learn um, to give these things to their communities, and then in return, your communities will give back to you. I think people should make it a habit to write something every day to develop your skills. If you're a writer, you know, sometimes we think it's, well, i got to sit down and write a book. No. You can be just a few sentences in a journal, or it can be an email that you send out as a daily message to your friends. If you do something every day where you're writing something, make it a grocery list if you need to, but sit down and write something. Um, And be brave. Don't be afraid to learn and do anything. You know, I'm one of these people, I love to learn every day something, and I will probably be this way until the day that I die. And I would hope that people want to learn and, you know, 
run and play and jump and leap and, and leap into things. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. And that's it for me. And so keep on reading because reading is magic. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much. I, I appreciate your time today. This has been an incredible conversation. And um, I want to go over one more time to make sure, because I know people might just be tuning in. And I am speaking to Beverly Malassi, Malassi Hay, and you can find information on her work at kidsmysterybooks.com. That's K-I-D-S as in Sam, mysterybooks.com. And you can also find her books on Amazon. And she has a Facebook page, uh, uh, facebook.com slash Malassi, that's M as in Mary, E-L-A-S-I, Publications, Inc., and is there anything else that you want to add to it? Because I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you. Yeah, that's, those are my, that's my pages, and I appreciate everyone for tuning in. This has been a great pleasure, and Anika, I, I'm so grateful to you for um, allowing me this time on your show to show my passion for reading and writing and that I would invite everyone to um, come to my website and Go into uh, my books. You can read some of them. If you purchase the book through my website, I would love it if you would write a review. I'm always interested in uh, what someone has to say about the books that I write because I want to make sure that I'm sending the right message. And because nothing I do in a book is an accident. Everything is there for the children and for people to enjoy the reading and learn something. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, so far, like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm reading uh, mm-hmm. books, Bring Characters to Life, and I encourage new writers, I encourage current writers. Um, I, like, I like the way that this book is written. I like um, how, the, how the characters help you tell the book. So I encourage you to get this book, Bring Your Characters to Life, Your Blueprint to Developing Successful Writing Techniques. And, of course, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have that information on my blog at nikmadison.com. Thank you once again, Beverly. I really appreciate you. You're very welcome. I appreciate you as well. All right. You have been listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to my show. In addition to being a Blog Talk radio show host, I'm a blogger, freelance writer, upcoming author, and playwright. You can find more, find out more about me, my work, and upcoming shows on my blog at nikmadison.com. You can also visit my new Facebook page at facebook.com slash journey into passion with an EKS. Now don't forget tomorrow to tune in to BJ Speaks at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Everyday Folks Radio. Now make sure you tune in next week on October 29th for the return of my monthly show with co-hosts Narissa Street and Shanette Dean. We will discuss a very important event and introduce some very special guests from the Girl Scouts of America. I I had a wonderful opportunity to speak to uh, one of these young ladies, and I found out that there's more to this organization than you think. So make sure you tune in, and um, especially if you have um, a younger sister or a daughter, you want to tune in to listen to this conversation. I'm going to end today's show with a quote from one of my blog posts called The Finish Line Awaits. It doesn't matter how many times you start over. The finish line is still in the same place, and it awaits your final victory lap. Be encouraged. Keep going. The finish line awaits. Until next time, this is Anika S. Hoping you have a great weekend and experience great success on your journey into passion. And don't forget, get out there and vote. It starts next week. And vote your, your conscience. Vote for the people that you know are going to do right by you. Don't, don't be so quick to vote by that anger, but vote for the person that you know is going to support what you care for. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves. And, um, don't, and, and I hope that you, t- you, you take away from the show that what you want out of life, you can have. So don't ever limit yourself. Don't ever limit your thoughts. You can have it. 
if you work for it. Thank you so much and take care.